Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like I say on every show, we got a great one for you today because we always do. We have Lindsay Admonson, and she's doing some great things out there. She's definitely rising out there. Her sound is really quality. And we're definitely looking forward to hearing parts of her story and talk some music. So, Lindsay, are you here? I am. Hi. <laughs> hey, how Hi. are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I hear you're about to go on a boat ride after this, huh? I am. I'm sitting at the marina <laughs> looking out at the lake, and it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, tomorrow for the day, we're actually heading down to Jacksonville, Florida for the day. Um, we, we live yes. in Savannah right now, and so we go to there a lot. Um, we're, that's the part we're going to miss when we move to Nashville next year is the beach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we'll definitely be excited to have you in town. <laughs> we appreciate oh, thank that. You. So I always like to get started the same way during this crazy time that we're in. Um, how has COVID affected you, and what are you what are you doing to get through it? Honestly, um, I I work a lot on my mindset. Um, I actually, aside from singing and uh, songwriting, I am a mm-hmm. life and mindset coach for women. So I work hard on my mindset, and I chose to see this time as a blessing as opposed to a curse. So yeah. Yeah. I, I kept asking mm-hmm. myself, what's the story you want to be able to tell at the end of all of this? And mm-hmm. any day that I just didn't mm-hmm. feel like showing up, <laughs> I just kept asking myself <laughs> that question. <laughs> so I did a ton of walking with my dog, listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. books on tape, a ton of songwriting, um, a lot of online interviews and podcasts and amazing things like that. And just lots of reading and lots of exercise and Honestly, I just felt like it was a time, it's been a time of a lot of personal growth and a lot yeah, of exactly. forward mm-hmm. momentum. So um, I would never choose to have it happen again, but I do feel like yeah. I can look back on it positively, uh-huh. which I'm happy to be able to say. <laughs> you know, oh, it's funny good. you say that because we, we are doing the same thing. You know, when all this happened, mm-hmm. you know, our original goal was around 80 or so interviews first year when we launched this. Show mm-hmm. and when all this happened, I told Sandy, you know, not that we want this to happen, but you know what? Let's take advantage of it. This could be our year to shine, because artists are going to need mm-hmm. a place mm-hmm. to, to talk, and we're going to give them that platform. And we just upped it and everything. And because of that, you're our interview number one ninety. <laughs> yes, I am so impressed by yes. that. Since January, that's incredible. And you know what's crazy? is my birthday is actually next Friday. And depending on how it works out, because, of course, not every interview we set up happens, but depending on how it works out, we're either going to hit interview number 200. It looks like either the 27th or right on my birthday. Well, you're a fellow Leo, that means, right? Virgo, Virgo. Oh, you're just on the cusp. (laughs) (laughs) well happy early birthday well thank you um and you you know you talk about that mindset and all that while ago and how you're deep into all that it's funny um almost 18 years ago when sandy and i married i was one of these people that wanted to be that motivational speaker and Mm -hmm. i listened to 24 7 audios motivational stuff she listens to music 24 7 and it's all mm-hmm. and she want to be in the music business somehow and it was funny because we we married 
we got in the car, and it's like, okay, um, what do we listen to? So we mm-hmm. kind of compromised and, and did 50% of audio stuff and 50% uh, music stuff. And I always joke that she brainwashed me in a lot of this music because now here we are almost 18 years later. But, you know, this is the cool thing, how God works. 18 years later, we're doing a show that I get to speak on, and she gets her music and so we've been able to bring both of our passions under this show. It's absolutely perfect and totally aligned, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Um, how I started to get some of my first singing gigs, um, I do uh-huh. a lot of speaking on stages across the world, and um, oh, I wow. would just start asking, can I open the show by performing? And oh, wow. a lot of the time, oh, they wow. just loved, they loved that idea. And so they already had mm-hmm. sound people there. They already had the microphones and everything. And it'd be in rooms of 500, 2,000 people. And, and I got comfortable performing on stage. And, and mm-hmm. I was already comfortable speaking on stage. And it was just like a really good mix. And people loved it. Love that. I love that. So I like to start light before you really dig in. So what are some hobbies you do outside of music? Definitely no boating mm. is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fitness person, so I do the gym about five days a week. Uh, it's totally my therapy. If I don't go, I'm not nearly as bubbly and happy as you hear right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have an amazing dog named Kika. I adopted her from Costa Rica, so we spend a lot of time out in nature hiking and walking and I just love being outside. Um, I love stand-up paddleboarding and kayaking in the summertime. Um, definitely um, one of the best parts of living in Nashville when we're not in COVID is I love mm-hmm. going to check out new restaurants with my girlfriend. Oh, wow. Just having cool new experiences and tasting There's a lot of those there. and wines and, yeah, um, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely a lot of reading and Definitely a lot of listening to music, but that kind of falls into the realm of what I do. <laughs> so what would you say is something quirky about you? Mm. Hmm. i to think about that for a second. We always get some of the most interesting answers in this one, to tell you. <laughs> That's hard to answer on the spot. I know there's lots of things. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I definitely talk to my dog. That's one of them. <laughs> but I think, I think all of us animal lovers does. do that. <laughs> yes, we talk to our uh, cat. <laughs> during COVID, uh, with us two living alone and not seeing any humans, <laughs> there's a lot more of that than usual. <laughs> <laughs> so at what uh, age did you know... Um, when, when you sit there and, um, you know, a lot, a lot of artists, you know, three, four, five, eight years old, they know they want to do music. But what mm-hmm. age did you know this could be a career? When did that click? Well, I've been singing since I was three, but back then I had no idea that I was any good. I just knew that I loved doing <laughs> it. Um, but when I was eight, um, one day in music class when we were all singing, I just, like, somehow it just clicked and I realized I was really good at it. And that (laughs) same year um, we did the wizard of Oz in, in our school as a play. And I had one of the spots as the munchkins. (laughs) Um, But 
<laughs> the older girls who played, there were two girls who played Dorothy and they were probably about five years older than me at the time. And they were doing their exams on one of our rehearsal days. And mm-hmm. I, this was a total surprise to me, but the person, the teacher coordinating the play called mm-hmm. me up to sing somewhere over the rainbow in front of the entire school. Oh, and wow. I yeah. will never forget that moment because I just had chills throughout my whole body and it felt so good. And I realized like, Oh, well I love doing this and I'm actually good at it. And it feels so good to be doing this for other people. And they're actually really enjoying it. So I would say that that moment is one that definitely sticks out. And it's a moment that I'll never forget because it was so special to me. Mm -hmm. I I would probably Mm -hmm. pick that moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely a powerful moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, as you know, being an artist out there trying to chase this crazy dream, as people call it, which it really is, Mm -hmm. we're all crazy anyway. Um, (laughs) But it's, you know, it's tough and it's rough. And, you know, a lot of people that they see the grind. I mean, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton and Carrie mm-hmm. and Miranda, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifices that it takes, not just to get mm-hmm. there, but to even have it at a career level. And we always mm-hmm. like to bring that side out on every episode of our show. Because I think that that does not get talked about enough. Because I want Absolutely. people who are listening to understand that an art, that this ain't a hobby for most artists. This is, a, this is their career choice. It may be mm-hmm. different than yours, but it's a career choice. And for other artists, before they step into this realm, they need to mm-hmm. know that it's not glory. That 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 you really get between, um, you, you know, you really go grind, 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 then glory, and then grind, 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 mm-hmm. grind, then glory. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm gonna tell a quick story that will lead us into where I want this to go. But back in yeah. 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full time with music. And I asked Allison, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? I'll never forget what she said. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music (laughs) as a hobby. She said, the day you want it to be a career, everything changes. Your life is not the same. You cannot live the same life you always live. She goes, your friends and relatives, they'll never understand because they invite you to weddings. They invite you to holidays. They invite you to weekends. But they don't understand. You have gigs. You can't say, not only can you not say no, they think, well, it's just, you know, hey, this is a wedding. Why can't you say no to that? But there's 20, mm-hmm. 30, 40 people expecting you to be there, you know, so mm-hmm. that, that their name is on the line, too. You can't just back out of that. Um, then, then, of course, your family has to sacrifice right along with you. And then on top of that, there are days where you just don't want to do anything. But if you get a gig that night, you got to get on stage and smile like you're having the best time ever, um, even mm-hmm. though you may be going through a, a mental breakdown at that point. <laughs> she mm-hmm. says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think mm-hmm. of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. I could not agree more. And that's actually been a big part of my journey because I, I mean, I've been – pursuing this professionally since I was 16 years old and that was when I started performing all around Toronto where I'm from and around the age of 18 I really started to break into the industry and I was you know flying to LA to have Mm -hmm. 
meetings with managers and record labels and big producers and all that stuff. And um, my parents were, my parents are traditional and they really, really felt it important for me to go to post-secondary school. And Mm -hmm. so I spent four years going to university in Toronto and I very much so had to take a big step back from music and take a break because it was impossible to do well in school and, Mm -hmm. um, and pursue music full time also. And throughout, you know, the 10 years that preceded or the 10 years after that, um, I got a career and I pursued music kind of more as a hobby. And in my heart, it just never went away. And I never felt like, (laughs) fulfilled by anything that I did and even now with my coaching that I do I work with some of the most incredible women and I'm helping them to change their lives and I love it so much but if I wasn't also doing music full-time I would be incredibly Mm -hmm. unhappy with that because my heart needs to be doing music and it's taken me a while to come to terms with that Mm -hmm. Because for a little while, I got pretty discouraged by some things that happened with, with these record labels and, you know, people wanting yeah. to change who you are and how you sound yeah. and how you dress and all these things. And um, I realized that if this is important enough to you and it's the only thing you could see yourself doing for the rest of your life, it's not going to come easy, but you have to keep on the path and pursue it because nothing else is ever going to feel as good as, as it feels ever again. And we totally get where you're coming from because even as a host, we're chasing kind of that same dream, just different platform. And mm-hmm. I remember back in 2014, we originally launched New Country Buzz, and it was going to be a, you know, a rising star website type thing. And we were we interviewed some people back then, including Kelsey Ballerini, which was pretty cool. Um, cool. But we but we end up um, end up shutting it down in 2015 at the end I think around October 2015, and I remember it was like a piece of me got shut down, and I remember about three years later, I always wondered what if because I uh, you know once music's mm. in you it's in you I mean like I said she might have brainwashed me into the music stuff but now I'm all in you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and you know and it, and it's like it was just something missing, and I told Sandy at the end of at the end of 2018, I was like, you know, we got to relaunch and finish what we started. I just feel something missing here. And she's like, let's do it. And fast forward to almost, you know, to almost two years later. And here we are with this crazy show that we're all in and, and you just never know, but yet I'm, we are fulfilled doing this show. Now we, we found our niche. We found a way to where we combine my passion with her passion into one. And it's been so amazing. And I'm so happy that you did because, I mean, it's it's such a beautiful mix that you two found your compromise. And, and that's, I mean, that's something to look up to, relationship goals, hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> <laughs> because isn't that what marriage is all about? Like finding that happy mm-hmm. medium between what you both oh, want absolutely. and falling in love with each other's paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm one of them believe Now, not everybody believes like I do. You know, I'm a, we, we believe in hardcore godness and we believe in oneness with marriage yeah. and i believe that under what my belief is that when two people marry god has a passion slash pur- or has a purpose and calling on that marriage mm-hmm. and outside of kids mm-hmm. of course um that is going to take that that where where you can combine both your passions for that calling mm-hmm. you just got to figure out how to do it 
Yeah, and you two have done a great job at, at doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's taken us eighteen. It's taken us almost eighteen years and a hundred yes, different business yes. ideas that we've launched through the years that all failed. Oh, at least. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, but I want to say this in regards to that. I was thinking about this a lot yesterday because yesterday uh-huh. I just had a day where mm-hmm. I was feeling really emotional because a few things in my life weren't going exactly as I wanted them to, and it was taking a lot more effort and time than I wanted it to. And I and I took a step back and I said to myself, I said. In 10 years from now, when you're world famous and you're being interviewed, do you want to tell a story of everything being super easy and working out perfectly every single step? Or do you want to tell a much more interesting story of the fight and the grind Uh and you got to where you wanted to go in spite of falling down 10 times, you got up 11 and you just kept fighting and then you got to where you knew you'd be. I think that's a much more compelling story. So. Yeah, and it is, and and, you know, sometimes, and you know, sometimes Sandy and I'll be talking, and I'm like, man, you know, another added part to our story. I'm like, you know, this is going to be a really cool add-on to our story, but we can quit that now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, we got enough story to last a lifetime. Let's let's move into the other part, which is where we're going now. Uh, We talked about the sacrifices and the struggles and and all that. Let's talk about where that leads. Let's talk about the good side now, the glory. As you look mm-hmm. back on your career so far, what is what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Mm. Well, I mean, walking into Capitol Records at the age of 19, <laughs> uh, that was pretty damn badass. Um, <laughs> my first teen... And mm-hmm. I was performing in front of 5,000 people, and they were all chanting for me. That was pretty damn cool. But honestly, <laughs> it's actually the smaller things that, are, that make me feel yeah. more fulfilled. Um, when I moved to Nashville about a year and a half ago, um, it took me about six months before I met my producer and co-writer mm-hmm. for these songs that I'm putting out this year. His name's Serge. And um, when we started the process of writing and recording these five songs that I'm putting out this year, I remember calling my best friend and saying, I can't remember the last time I had a bad day. I know 100% in my heart that I was led to Nashville for a reason. I feel so good writing and recording these songs and there's nowhere Mm -hmm. else I'd rather be on earth. This is what I was born to do. And honestly, just, Writing and recording music makes my heart so happy, and I want to do it for the rest of my life. And the gigs and the interviews and all that stuff is special, and it's cool, and it's really fun to look Mm -hmm. back on. But it's actually those smaller moments. Like one of the songs I'm going to put out later this year, I recorded in two takes, and there were Mm -hmm. tears just running down my eyes because I was (laughs) So wow. in it, and those moments mm-hmm. you have chills all over your whole body. I, I'll never mm-hmm. forget those moments. They're so special, and it's amazing to have validation that you're doing exactly what you were born to do. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't ever get to experience that before they die. And they try to steal that from you too. Have you noticed that usually the people who don't ha- are not living to their passion, they'll be the first ones to say. Don't get your hopes up, mm-hmm. or um, get your or head out of when, you, when when are you going to get a real job? 
mm-hmm. and, and I cringe and stuff like that. Cause, and and I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but parts of me wonders if when people say stuff like that, and maybe the, to them they're doing the right thing because maybe, they're, maybe their intentions are right because they, they're trying to save you from what they went through. But they don't realize they're actually going to hurt you in the long run. Because, mm-hmm. like, for example, I've got some friends that are, say, 15 years in their career. And I'm talking not music, but regular career. And you sit down with them, and they're miserable. And you ask them, well, you know, how can you be miserable? You've got this great lifestyle. You've got this great family. You've got this amazing career. And a few of them will stop you and say, whoa, 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 the career is the problem. And I'm like, what do you mean mm-hmm. the career is the problem? You went to four, six, eight years of college for this career. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, no. I, yes, I went there, but not for me. So it says my parents, yeah. my friends, my guidance counselors all told me that what, what I really wanted to do could never make money, and this was where the money was. So that they mm-hmm. guided me this way. And, and now they're miserable because of that. I mean, but that's what society teaches us. And you grow up being so brainwashed and you don't believe that there's any other way. But I truly believe that those people who are crazy enough to believe their dreams are going to come true <laughs> are the ones whose dreams will come true. It's simple as They're that. They're the ones and who the ones have changed the world. The ones that get discouraged the first time something doesn't go right, those are the ones who get to help other people make their dreams come true because they don't have the perseverance to keep pushing. Love that. And, you know, great into that segment as we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to play your song and come back and talk about that. How's that sound? Great. <laughs> Perfect. All right, hang on the line. <laughs> Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Home. Did you ever stop and think what home is really? It's a place where you can be totally free. Like the open road and the memories Oh, oh, mean about where you're living It's a thought, it's a sound, it's a feeling Ooh, lose yourself in the rhythm Feel your heart start clicking Oh, oh, oh Feel the beat down in your soul Hear the stories too Country music feels like home. 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 
we were the goal was to move down there to Florida. We just we love the beach lifestyle. We love that. And since we go to Jacksonville so much, I felt like you know let's create something in Jacksonville, and so that way when we move there, it'll will transition more smoothly and all that instead of just getting there and not knowing anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was like we we struggled with that. It was it was like why are we not making any meaningful? Con- I mean, we made friends down there, but not like meaningful connections. And mm-hmm. it was like, and I'm sitting there like something's just not right. It's like I I love mm-hmm. the area, but outside of that, nothing is happening for us. I don't feel yeah. that. And then and then about a year ago, I remember telling Sandy, <clears throat> and maybe eight months to a year, I was like, you know something, maybe. God has a different plan here. Maybe our plan was Florida, <laughs> but mm-hmm. when we look at our base, the contacts, the friends that we've made over the last few years, 90% of them are in Nashville. And I was like, well, what if, what if Nashville is supposed to be where we're supposed to be? What if that's mm-hmm. it? And so we really started trying to, and, and it was hard for me at first, I'll be honest, because I'm a, you know, I, I I'm about to be 49 next week, and I, we moved to the beach areas at age 14. So this is all I've known mm. is, is coastal towns, and so it was really struggle with me. But eventually, we got to researching Nashville and realizing, well, you know what? And then we've had, and then all of a sudden, we had friends of ours that said, you know what? Your eight-year-old and your 17-month-old, if y'all were up here, we'd put them in videos. And, I, and we're like, okay, now you're <laughs> making it hard on us. You know, because because yeah. and that's when we started realizing, with the base of friends that we have, it could even help their them for the future. It's like you know what, this might not be just a great move for us, but a great move for them too. And that's when we finally mm-hmm. came to the conclusion that's where we're going. It's so funny because we have very similar stories. Because before moving mm-hmm. to Nashville, I actually tried out living in Miami. It was on my oh, it was wow. on my vision board and I uh-huh. thought it was my dream come true. I moved down to Miami <laughs> temporarily to see if I'd like it for eight uh-huh. months. Mm-hmm. And it honestly took six full months before I made one really close, reliable friend. It took so long. And it just did not uh-huh. feel like the right place to me, but I had built it up to be like perfect paradise for so long. <laughs> Once I got down to Nashville, I kid you not, it took less than two weeks to meet six best friends. We're still best friends now. They are so there for me for everything. They show up to my gigs. They show up Mm -hmm. for me so much. Like last week was my birthday. They all threw me like a big surprise party on the rooftop. Thank you. They just, they're incredible. And almost everyone here is so friendly and open and nice mm-hmm. and like into networking and it's just been the easiest thing in the world to meet great people and I feel yeah. like that's always a sign that you're in the right place for you. That is awesome, and of course we always have yeah. signs. You know, again we're committed to Nashville yeah. anyway, but even more signs oh, than because because in fact tomorrow we're taking a day trip to Jacksonville. And sometimes one of my best friends. Yeah. He he always tra- he gets nervous <laughs> when we go to Jacksonville for the day because that's usually when I change my mind. But but it, I that's haven't done that. He, he, but 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 yeah. he knows now that that there's nothing could ch- that you mm-hmm. couldn't pay me to live in Jacksonville over Nashville now because I know where yeah. we're supposed to be. And um, but yeah, I remember um, six seven months ago, he called me up. One one of the times to where I thought I was thinking about Jacksonville again, and he calls me up. And he says, Chris, 
you might hate me for this, but you're supposed to be in Nashville. He says, I don't care mm-hmm. what you think. He says, I don't care how great Jacksonville is, how you feel. He goes, he goes, whatever decision you make, I will still support that decision because I don't believe in pushing what I believe on you. He goes, but you, because he, 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 then he brought up Facebook and all that. He says, anytime you talk about Jacksonville, nobody comments. You talk about mm. Nashville, all your not Nashville friends comment. He goes, right there, he'll mm-hmm. tell you where you're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And sometimes you just have to be willing to listen to your intuition. And yep. it sounds like you guys are, so perfect. <laughs> and, you know, something that now to some people this would be small, but to me it was big. Um, right before we launched the show, I asked on Facebook um, who had a podcast mic we could get from. You know, any dollar save, right? You're always looking for ways to save dollars, a little, little mm-hmm. money. And, and, and I remember, I'm th- you know, we live in Savannah. I'm thinking somebody in Savannah will probably have one. We can swing by, grab it. Well, a friend of mine from Nashville private messages me and says, what's your address? I've got one. I'll mail it to you. Oh, wow. So sweet. Everything is connected. Everything we do is connected to Nashville. And we're like, okay, um, we're like, okay, God, we get it. We're supposed to be there. So next year, mm-hmm. we're going to be there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you guys in person when you get here. <laughs> that would be awesome. So one thing I like to do on the show is, as you know, when people are – when they see you, the artist, they don't see the PR people. They don't see the managers, producers. And I'll be honest. I don't think they get enough love. Now, they'll, now many of them will mm-hmm. tell you we don't need love. They do. And so I always like to get I always like to give artists a few minutes to kind of talk about their team. So tell us the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, so um definitely a few shout outs there. <laughs> so um Sergio Sanchez is my producer and he also co wrote all of these first batch of songs with me. He's also my guitar teacher. He's kind of a for me, but he's been also like a real mentor for me and has helped me learn so much about the industry here and I really came in pretty fresh with not knowing a ton about how it all works here so he's been a huge help and a huge mentor um and uh Mr. Brandon Blanchard also um worked with us when we were recording uh the songs mixing and and helping with the production and uh, hmm. definitely shout out to Trevor Perkins and Perkins Publicity. They, I mean, they set this up with you guys, but Trevor's yeah, been Trevor's so awesome. awesome. He believes so much in me and my music, and he's helped me open so many doors with um, just getting on music blogs and podcasts. And he's incredible, and he works with so many amazing artists, but he really, truly, like, is doing this because hmm. he's got a great big heart, and he just wants to support everybody. And He's good at it, and he's so young, and he's so damn good at this. So definitely shout out to those three people. Um, and got to say, obviously, my super supportive parents, you know, they believe in me. They they hype me up and share all my uh-huh. stuff and are so supportive of this dream. And I'm so blessed and lucky to have their support, to have their encouragement always, and uh, just to have people who believe in you. It's really yeah, important. That, that is really awesome. So tell us a parent story where they did, and I, and I know that you probably got a thousand of these. So just something that kind of mm-hmm. stands out, that uh, a parent story where they went above and beyond, and you were like, wow, oh they really get this is my passion. 
Well, I gotta shout out my mom because <laughs> in high school, mm-hmm. every single week for a period of about three years, she would pick me up from school. <clears throat> we would drive for an hour, an hour and a half in rush hour traffic mm-hmm. to get to my singing lessons. Because it was oh, wow. so far away, I would do two-hour lessons. So she would sit there upstairs and wait for two hours while I did my lessons and then drive us home. And she did that almost every week for years. Wow. And just to, to see that, like, her willingness to sacrifice all that time and not even see it as a sacrifice, just to support mm-hmm. me because she believed that much in my dreams, like, definitely stands out for me love that and you know our mm-hmm. show is we consider it a family affair and we kind of have a third party yes. that, that our little eight-year-old always comes on and asks one question mm-hmm. too so we're gonna let him sandy's gonna get him on to ask yes. his question i'll go get him oh i love that <laughs> <That's> so nice <laughs> so <laughs> and then our 17 month old when she gets older we will definitely get her in too <laughs> I love so much that, you know, they're, you're including them in what you're doing, and it's going to be a family project moving forward when they get a little older, and that's awesome. I always envision, you know, my future family being like that, coming on tour with me, and, you know, being uh-huh. a musical family. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's Christopher with his question. Hi, Hi Christopher. Christopher. Food? Yeah, food. Is that me? Oh, I want to say pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely pineapple and onion pizza. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> I know yeah, there's a lot of controversy is? over the pineapple and pizza thing, but I'm pro pineapple. And, <laughs> and, and his is pizza, too. Oh, nice one, Christopher. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> He, he he could eat it all day long if we gave it to him. <laughs> I try so to he, stick to maybe once a month, but it's damn good. <laughs> yes, In fact, we is. had pizza last <laughs> night, matter of fact. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so if awesome. you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, my gosh. Who would it be? There's so many people on that list. <laughs> um, honestly, um, I got asked a similar question a little while ago, and I want to not just say one person, but I just think it would be the coolest thing in the world to have quarantined with some of the women in music that I look up to so much. And mm-hmm just write a ton of songs together like I really look up to Maren Morris and Carrie Underwood a lot um, Mm -hmm. for their just fierce queen like energy Um, I love Carly Pierce and Kelsey Ballerini and I would just love to have like a power powerhouse women co-write I think that would be just epic (laughs) and uh, that would be cool I'm sure there'd be a lot of tales of falling in love and heartbreak and everything in between over lots of wine. And I think it would be amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> that would be really cool. Um, now this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked 
Kelsey Ballerini where she was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story because the answer she gave us five years ago when no when most people didn't know who she was is almost identical to how she's living now. So she knew where she was going. And I always like to tell that story before I ask that question because that way get the artist to really think a lot can happen in five years. So oh, yeah. where where do you want to be in five years? I want to be touring the world and singing on stages in arenas. And mm-hmm. <laughs> when I close my eyes and I envision that moment, I already know exactly mm-hmm. what I would say to the crowd. I would yeah. talk to them about, I would talk to them about, about how I know when you see stars up on big stages like this, it's so easy to believe that it came easy and overnight for them. But no matter mm-hmm. what your dream is, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop fighting because I used to pray for this moment and I'm here right now sharing it with all of you. And I think about that moment so often. Um, mm-hmm. If I could be, if I could be songwriting with some of the people in town that I look up to so much and touring the world, singing my original music on, on big tours, that would be, that's my five year. <laughs> <laughs> love that. And just for fun, and, you know, let me throw out. Just for fun, let me throw uh-huh. out in a in a pink sparkly <laughs> tour bus. <laughs> there you go. And, and you know, talking about all that, you know, um, a lot of people they see like a Luke Combs just jump out the nowhere, and they don't realize that every success, every overnight success, is a ten plus year journey. Everyone, there's just yeah. no exceptions there. I mean, e- even people. Mm-hmm think our show is like when some of the people we've had on this show they think oh wow this you know we've jumped out of nowhere but this has been a seven-year journey to get to where we are through the connections you're making through launching the first um, music business back in 2014-15 era and all that so this has been a seven-year journey to get to here Mm -hmm. to build on the show that we launched this year <laughs> yeah, and I can't tell you how many people in town. I I love going to writers' rounds because I love to uh-huh. hear the stories behind some of the the top songs on the radio, and you get to see these amazing uh-huh. big artists at small intimate writers' rounds. And I can't tell you how many of them tell the story of how they got to where they are, and it took them ten years. It seems to be ten years is the the magical number. I'm really yeah. hoping it doesn't take me another eight years in this town before it happens. Um, and I have been, honestly, I work so hard all the time at learning everything I possibly can and applying it, you know, all the online mm. marketing stuff and just consuming whatever I can learn about how to make it happen quicker. Um, yeah. But 10 seems to be that number for some reason for so many of these big, huge stars. And it's so easy to just look at them and be like, oh, they're so lucky. You know, they're, they're where they want to be. But they're you lucky they didn't the quit. Struggle. Yeah, you didn't see all the struggle. You didn't see all the, like, all the rejection. There's so much rejection you have mm-hmm. to deal with in this industry. It's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's say you get your dreams, it's, it, whether it's mm-hmm. five years, ten years, fifteen years done, or whatever it is. Your mm-hmm. your future self is there. If you mm-hmm. could meet your future self, what would you say to her? Hmm. I would be more focused on what she would say to me. <laughs> Uh, but I would say, I would just say to her, I mean, I'm so happy you never gave up. I'm mm-hmm. so happy you never gave up those those nights you were crying because 
something happened that broke your heart. And, you know, I'm so happy you didn't give up those times when you thought about, you know, should I do something different? Is this ever going to work? Mm-hmm. I'm just so happy you, you just kept going and you just never gave up. That's, that's all I can think of. Now, speaking of that moment, you, you kind of hit a point that I really want to try to drive through here because for artists that are listening. Um, every artist has that point to where they are at that fork, and they could go either mm-hmm. way. And everything okay. just it just it, it just feels like is it ever going to be enough? Is, is it ever going to work? What's mm-hmm. that inner thing that drives you through those moments? I just know that so many people quit right before the very moment they're about to make it. And I know personally, I have tried to take periods of years off from doing this. And I know I will, that nagging feeling of needing to do this will Mm -hmm. never go away. And I like to think about, you know, when I am really old and about to die, I, (laughs) I want to be able to, I want to be able to leave this earth peacefully knowing that I lived out my life's purpose. And yeah. I know there's no, there's no other major life purpose for me other than music. And I want to use music as a platform to inspire people positively, especially young women, and help to change the world one person at a time by, you know, by inspiring them to live their dreams and not give up and be mm-hmm. of a positive person and that kind of thing. So at the moments when, I, when things are getting hard, I just try to remind myself of why I started and why I'm doing this and where I'm going. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking of that, you know what you're supposed to do. A lot, a lot of hosts, you know, and they always have the same question to the big artists, you know, like your Blake Shelton's and all all that. And anytime you hear interviews, there's always this one question that every host asks. They always ask, "If music didn't work, what would you be doing?" And the answer, ninety percent, not it's not been every time, but ninety percent of the time, I've noticed. And the host is always taken aback on this answer. But 90% of the time, the, the answer is always, I would just be a broke musician because I had no plan B. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's twofold. I, I do feel that way, but I also, I know that I'm changing lives with what I'm doing with the life coaching and the mindset coaching and stuff like that. And, it really, really fulfills me. But and it all ties together it, with what you're doing. Only when I'm doing it consecutively <laughs> with music. If it's just that, yeah. it's not enough for me. And music is not yeah. a hobby for me. I do both full time, and it's really exhausting sometimes. But um, <laughs> but the only thing that came to my mind when you said that is there is no other option. It has to work. Yeah, exactly. Because it just, it just has to work. Love that. So we got two more questions, and then we'll let you get to boating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, let's say you had a friend of yours, and you heard him or her sing, and they got something special. There's definitely something special there. Mm-hmm. And let's say that they've played maybe 40, 50 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. Um, but they've gotten on stage, and they got what every stage bug, every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring. And they just know that they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, mm-hmm. Lindsay, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What mm-hmm. advice would you give that specific person 
to kind of help guide them the next two, three, four years? Mm, I would say, okay. One thing I would definitely tell them to do, which I get my clients to do this and I do this to myself. Those moments are very pivotal because you have this special energy, this special chill in your body at those moments. When you just have that realization, you have that moment, that really pivotal moment, mm-hmm. you need to use that energy to get through some of the times that are tougher. So I, what, what I do in those moments is I record video pep talks for myself in that <laughs> energy, uh-huh. coaching myself through harder times. And I coach, I say, you know what, this is the best feeling in the world. I want to remind you of how you feel right now. This is what you're meant to do. It's not always going to feel easy. Sometimes the path isn't always going to be clear, but this is the best feeling in the world. Don't stop fighting for this feeling because it is unlike anything else and whatever else, you know, in the moment. But when you feel like giving up or you feel defeated and you watch something like that, it helps so much. I would say that's, that's what comes to mind to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, so, You've, you've probably done enough interviews where this question will matter. What is a question <laughs> that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Hmm. Hmm. Nothing's popping in my head. <laughs> um, I honestly As you see, you. we've tried to cover it all. I feel like we've had a really great chat, and I don't feel like you really left anything out. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I love when artists say that because that's the whole goal of the show is is to dig yeah. deep in every part of an artist's life, not just the music. M- music is great, but I want to know about the person just as much as the music. Mm-hmm. Well, I have had such a good time talking to you guys. I feel like I could talk to you all day. You're so easy to chat with. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we definitely feel that way too. And you didn't hear much of Sandy because usually we got Caitlin down, but our 17 month old is up. Yeah. And, and oh, so she's okay. up and she's <laughs> very active and nosy. <laughs> but that's a 17 month old for you. But so she's I've trying been to listening like, to everything. So she's trying to mute, unmute, unmute, unmute. Yeah. <laughs> what you do well, when you have a talk say, with? I just want to say thank you so much. I have loved being here with you guys. I've loved getting to hear more about your story. And for any of you who are out there watching or listening, sorry, <laughs> um, thanks for being here with us. Um, definitely appreciate it and appreciate and Tell everybody how they can reach you. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Lindsay Adamson Official. And uh, I would absolutely love to connect with you. You can also check out my website at lindsayadamson.com. Love that. We definitely enjoyed having you on the show, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah. I would love that. Thank you so much. And uh, you guys have a fantastic trip. (laughs) All right. Thanks. And you you. too. And you have a great day. Yeah. And look forward to seeing you when you get to Nashville. Sounds like a plan. We look forward to that as well. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks. Bye.